Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. I, we have full house this week for Divisional Round Weekend, the best weekend of football of the season. We got rid of the duds last week with uh, the Dolphins losing, uh, the the other backup quarterbacks losing, Kirk Cousins, of course, losing. Who can forget about uh, the fraudulent Vikings going out of the going out of the playoffs at the first time, first time of asking, um, which means we are through to Divisional Round. And, and we've got technical issues already, as Jack once again can't hear me. It's the story of the season for us with uh, me and Jack this year. Um, anyway, yeah, through to the divisional round. We've got four games on the slate this weekend, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Uh, my Bengals made it through. They are the lovely 8pm kickoff on Sunday night. Um, but we will get the, we do get the weekend started with the Jaguars at Chiefs. We've got Liam here. I've got Callum and I will have Jack here as well, hopefully. Um, um, how are we doing, boys? Callum, how are you? Yeah, not bad. I mean, I'm going to take exception to Skylar Thompson being called a dud, but that's that's okay. Uh, it's neither here nor there in the grand scheme of things. Um, the Dolphins did exactly what I didn't want them to do, which was build me up with false hope, only to let me down at the very end. I would rather we'd got blown out by 30. But proud of the effort, proud of the boys. Um, didn't expect to have a chance in that game and tells you how good the rest of the roster is, really. Uh, painful thing being that if Tua was healthy... We'd have won that game. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, I think this is the best weekend of, of football all year. The games are usually high quality, though I am worried with how good last weekend was that maybe we've used them all up and that this one could just look amazing on paper and be 13-10 in every game in reality, which would be miserable. But, uh, yeah, excited. Glad to have been proven right about the Vikings. Uh, I know Liam's going to, you know, pat me on the back when he introduces himself now. <laughs> yeah, you beat you Go beat you beat me on our best bet. That was the only <laughs> way we could uh, end the season on was a best bet off. So uh, congrats to Callum. I felt sorry for him that he has to watch the Dolphins every week, so I gave him that nice easy dub. But yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Look forward to the weekend. I think Sunday's going to be amazing. Two games Sunday are definitely the best games of the the two. I thought they'd split them up a little bit better, so one and one rather than have the potential two better games back to back on Sunday, but. Um, yeah, it should still be a good weekend. Lots of good quarterbacks playing. So, yeah, it should be an exciting one. Yeah, Cowboys was always going to be the Sunday night game. And it does yeah. seem weird that they've given the both bye week teams the early game, I suppose. Actually, that's probably better. It gives everyone else a little bit more time to rest up. So, yeah, having the Chiefs and Eagles on the Saturday, I guess, makes a bit more sense. Uh, Jack, how are you doing? Hopefully you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Um, all good, yeah. Just... Um... As Callum said last weekend, the Dolphins can't believe they actually made a game of it. Um, thought after the first quarter it was going to be something like forty-five-three, but um, yeah, I backed the Dolphins' lowest um, low-scoring team, so I probably deserved uh, everything I got <laughs> being a Dolphin fan. But um, yeah, last weekend was great, great weekend in NFL. Um, made a bit of money, but uh, as I said earlier on before we started recording, uh, I have three weeks to blow everything I won last weekend. So yeah, hopefully I don't do that. Fingers crossed. Um, it was Tampa was the lowest scoring team. I didn't even didn't even register who finished that as as the lowest scoring team in the end. Obviously, we thought Dolphins, we thought Ravens. I think we thought Tampa would have done all right and at least put us some points, but uh, apparently not. Tom Brady is probably done, although he is going to give it another go by the sound of it, which is interesting for one of the teams. I think Liam was saying the Patriots are actually. Oh no, Patriots. Sorry, no, I'm not telling lie. <laughs> Patriots were favorites for Lamar definitely not Tom Brady that would be a very strange uh, <laughs> a very strange comeback there um 
yeah, yeah, as you say, um, the games last week were were fantastic, really. Five and one to the overs, so lots of points involved. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about a few of them now as we uh, look back and uh, as we look back and handicap the future games. Um, so I think we'll get straight into it with Jaguars plus eight and a half at the Chiefs. The total is 52.5 there. It's a rematch of a regular season game, as a lot of, well, all the playoff games so far have been. Um, the Jaguars lost that one in um, in our, at Arrowhead um, 27-17. Even though they stole three or four possessions, they had a onside kick to start the game, surprise onside kick, uh, which got them an extra possession. They intercepted Patrick Mahomes and they stole two fumbles as well away from the Chiefs and still lost by 10 points. So that kind of shows the difference in class as the Chiefs outgained them by 170 yards still. Um, obviously, last week was uh, one of the... More interesting games of the weekend. Uh, the third largest playoff comeback in history. Um, but you can only do that if you're terrible in the first half. And Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions as part of their five turnovers. They're the only team, unsurprisingly, in playoff history to come back to five turnovers and win a game against the hapless Chargers, who are cleaning house now. They've got rid of their OT this week. And seems like they're keeping Brandon Staley, which I'm not sure Chief, uh, Chargers fans are too happy about. Chiefs fans probably are. Um, looked great. They've looked great recently. They're seven and one straight up over the last eight games. They're seven and three against the spread over their last ten games. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been really good in the second half of the season. Of course, they've got Doug Peterson, who knows how to win a Super Bowl, who knows how to get his team to a Super Bowl, and he's obviously doing a damn good job uh, with the Jaguars now. And they move the ball around the offense well. All three of their wide receivers scored last week. Evan Ingram actually led the team with yards, and he scored as well. The regular season between these two games, uh, th- between these two teams, Kirk had two touchdowns. Um, well, the two touchdowns for the Jags. But since then, they have spread it around a little bit more. So they'll be hoping to do that again. Um, on the Chiefs side of things, obviously, they're off their bye week. Andy Reid is 27 and 4 off bye weeks um, in regular and postseason as a head coach. Um, that's probably built into the line it tends to be these days. And obviously, Patrick Mahomes is pretty good. They've not been that great in the first game of um, playoffs recently. Uh, they've gone under the total in most of those games. However, they have obviously been winning them because they make it through generally to the championship game. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. Obviously, they spread the ball around well. I'll um, let Liam explain a little bit more with that in a bit. But um, yeah, they've got talent all over. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is in the Skybet trouble this week. He's scored in, I think, four or five games in a row now as a pass catching back. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes. But yeah, this is this is the first first decent quarterback the Jags have faced for quite a while. Um, obviously, Herbert's all right, um, but did not perform that well last week for the Chargers. So it'll be interesting to see how they do up against a very good Chiefs team. I personally, um, well, the obvious one, which pretty much all of us are going to be saying is tease this one and the next game. <laughs> uh, it's the go-to teaser that every sharp I know every podcast I listen to has been banging on about this week is bring them down to plus uh, Chiefs minus two and a half and bring the Eagles down to minus one and a half. And you're getting five to six on that if you can get on teasers anyway. Uh, annoyingly, I can't. I did the alt totals at Paddy Power and it came down to, um, well, it was terrible odds. It was 0.6 to one. So nowhere near as good on the alt lines as a teaser would be. So if you can get teasers, definitely go on that. Um, for me, I would probably be leaning under on the total. Um, it's a little risky and 
I guess the Jaguars to cover the eight and a half, but it's not a game I'll be betting on for the major major lines on this one. Uh, Callum, anything you got on this one? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Chiefs will win this game. I don't know that I feel confident in in going for a minus eight and a half just based on the fact that they do like to play with their food in Kansas City. Um, I expect to see more snow globe left nonsense at some point that Andy Reid has cooked up um, over the bye week. Don't get me wrong, I love it, but I think they are liable to do some crazy stuff. And, you know, the Chiefs could be up by 20 and take their foot off, off, off the gas pedal. Um borrow an Americanism. So yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a way that the, the Jags can cover in this game. I, I as is kind of a theme for me throughout the weekend, I probably like touchdown scorers more than I like sides. Uh, I think a lot of these games are quite hard to call based on just the quality of the opposition. Uh, and really this line is just a bit too big for me. So I don't I don't disagree with what Adam said about trying to tease it down. I wouldn't hate taking Chiefs minus 6.5 just to give you that that one score buffer. Um, but it's not something that I would necessarily look to do. Um, Skybet, do a both players to score a touchdown, one from each team. Um, and you can get Travis Kelsey and Evan Ingram a four to one, which I quite like. Kelsey is obviously the go-to uh, weapon pretty much always for Mahomes. Their, their repertoire together is, is impressive. And Evan Ingram has been fantastic for Jacksonville, really. He's kind of finally stepped into being the Evan Engram that the New York Giants thought they were going to get and never really did. So credit Doug Peterson and, and Trevor Lawrence for unlocking him. I appreciate he had a big game last week, so the, the Chiefs will definitely be keyed in on him. But he's a big athletic body in the red zone. I don't think he's a bad shout uh, to get into the uh, end zone and score six. So, yeah, Kelsey and Engram probably my, my favourite bet. Yeah, I like that bet. Chiefs are very bad against tight ends as well. So, And Jacksonville are the worst team in the league against tight ends. I think you've got like the 28th and the 32nd teams defending tight ends here. So, yeah, I think that's a good bet. Evan Ingram's basically their best receiver now. I know he doesn't get as many passes as Kirk does, but if you look at all their big-time plays, it's just Evan Ingram against linebackers. So uh, that's probably going to happen again this week. In terms of the rest, I think the under is probably a good shout. Uh, it might snow in Kansas City on Saturday, which would be nice because... I don't think people from Florida enjoy the snow very much, so I'm sure that would help uh, That would help our, our chances of winning the game. So, yeah, I think the under is quite good. It's going to be quite sleety, snowy weather, so that bodes well if you back the under. Spread-wise, I probably won't touch it. I've already teased it down to the Eagles or the Alts. Um, only got three, though, instead at the time, rather than two and a half. So if you can get two and a half anywhere, then that's a good bet. Um, I just think that the Jags can score a lot of points if the Chiefs don't play very well on defense. So I think there's a chance that they could cover the spread. Chiefs are notoriously much better in the playoffs against these teams. They don't tend to take the foot off the gas as much as they do in the regular season. So we'll see if that happens. Um, a couple of props I like. Christian Kirk, over five and a half receptions is good. He's done that in, I think, every game but one that they've won this season. So he's a big weapon when they do that. Um, Patrick Mahomes, over two and a half passing touchdowns as well. There's minus odds now. Uh, first time this season, um, but I still think it's good value. I think that uh, he's going to be out there to, to prove a point. And anyone who watches the Chiefs in the playoffs knows Mahomes only runs in big games, and his rush total is 26.5. So I think that's probably a banker that uh, if they play cover two, he's just going to wait for them to drop back and then run for first down. So, yeah, I'd like the over. Um, hopefully the Chiefs win. Uh, I think Adam's been nice about the Chiefs at the moment in case there's a big game next weekend that he can uh, <laughs> get, get ready to insult us for. But, uh, yeah, I hope we win. I think we do win. Um, and hopefully, 
we can win without being too stressful for me. But that doesn't normally happen with the Chiefs. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, I really like the Chiefs mindset in half. It's probably my favorite play of the weekend, uh, handicap wise and over and under. Um, I think they'll smash them. Uh, I think the Jags, look, they were, I think it was 27 nil last week. I know they came back and won fair play to them, but I don't think they're on the same level as, uh, as the Chiefs. Um, I think nearly every game this year, I've backed Mahomes, score touchdown each half, usually get about five to six minutes. So it's one to two, uh, for was a Saturday night. It's just not backable, but, um, I think Kelsey to score a touchdown and to get 100 yards is 7-2. I think it's sport and bet. It's on. It's a, like, it's a, basically like a boost. So I'll probably get on that. Um, I think I got 81 yards against them in the game earlier on the year. And as I said, um, Mahomes didn't have that many possessions because of the – well, he did, but there's a few fumbles. It was an onside kick. I think he might throw an interception as well. So you could easily get the 100 yards. Um, but, yeah, I think the Chiefs minus 8.5 is probably my biggest uh, bet of the weekend. And as the over and under, probably won't touch it. Fair enough. Yeah, it's uh, it's brave going for that one straight off the straight off the bat. Um, as I say, not one um, that I would be taking on this one, I don't think. But that's the story of the season again, and it's it's worked out well for you. Obviously, you smashed last week, so I definitely definitely won't be going against you on that one. Um, yeah, it'll be it should be a good game. The only worry with the under is, as Liam said, is that and Callum, all of you alluded to basically, is that the Chiefs can play with their food. They can trail by considerable amounts obviously the Texans game a couple of years back they trailed by huge amounts and then came back and won and won well in the end but yeah we've seen the Jags can score from behind we've seen the Chiefs can score from behind so that will be the worry on the under there as I say it won't be one of that on but that would be my lean on it um on to the next game this Saturday evening game I think it's 115 over here in the UK uh Giants plus seven and a half at the Eagles with a total of 48 Obviously, last week we saw the Giants come through against the Vikings with a fantastic Daniel Jones performance. He is the first player in postseason history for, with a very niche stat uh, to th- one, throw for 300 yards and two touchdowns and run for 75 yards. I can't imagine there's ever been any QB coming close to that. So fair play to him for it. But it's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes was three yards away from that. So running. Oh, there yards. you go. That's <laughs> probably probably why they created that. Is uh, just to compare him to Mahomes. He's better than Mahomes. You heard yeah. it first. Um, he so yeah, fair play to him for that very niche stat that he's got. Um, obviously, the Vikings' defense was dismal last week, and he had players wide wide open throughout the game, which was rather rather useful for him. But he looked really good on the ground. Uh, him and Saquon Barkley looked fantastic they obviously predicate their offense on the run game and then pass off of it the no namers they've got a wide receiver have been very good frankly uh richie james in the slot does well isaiah hodgins just doesn't seem to drop anything and is getting a lot more red zone looks recently uh darius slayton is a deep shot a deep shot threat for them and he's doing really well um so fair play to the giants basically there's they've done brilliantly to get this far I do think this is probably the end of the road for them. Um, but they do say that it's very difficult to beat the same team three times in a season, and that's what the Eagles are going to have to do here. The Week 18 matchup between the two doesn't really count because the Giants rested all the starters. The Eagles, I was going to say they struggled to the win. They, they It was a workmanlike win. It, they didn't really struggle. They weren't ever really in doubt of not winning that game, but they, they got there in the end in a fairly close game. But the regular season game that actually matters... The Eagles won 48-22. They destroyed the Giants in that one. And 
they'll be looking to do similar here. They're at fairly, fairly good strength for this one. Lane Johnson should be back on the offensive line. Uh, Jalen Hurts is, well, he's going to be happy with the extra week to rest up with his shoulder injury. He was saying after that final game of the season that he wasn't 100%. And I'm not sure he will be coming into this one, but he's going to be a lot closer to it. He obviously can run the ball really well. Um, he and the triple-headed running attack that they've got of Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott's been really good. Um, Boston Scott is the one probably to look for in this matchup. Strangely, he's uh, he seems to be the, well, as they were saying on Red Zone, I think it was, he's the giant killer. He's scored 10 touchdowns against the Giants in his time with the Eagles, including a hat-trick of rushing touchdowns in one of the games. Um, he is my bet for the touchdown in this one, unsurprisingly, at seven to two on Paddy Power is uh, fairly generous odds. And then, of course, the passing game for the Eagles. They've got AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard, who've all been fantastic through the year. AJ Brown will have. He's going to say a field day. I don't think he'll have a field day, but he should have his way with the the Giants' uh, defense. Um, the Giants' defense, in fairness, has been very good. Their pass rush has been fantastic recently, with uh, Dexter Lawrence and Kevin Thibodeau uh, improving and. There's a clip of Thibodeau going for the rush, turning around and then sprinting 10 yards to the side and hunting down the um, the receiver, which was, it, it shows why they drafted him so high. And I think we, we were quite high on him in preseason. Um, but yeah, this game, I am actually, despite all the pro Eagles stuff here, I am actually leaning to the Giants plus seven and a half. If it drops below seven, then I'd be leaning to the Eagles. I think it's that close on the spread there. And probably over on the total, we saw last week that the Giants can put up points. Um, it will be, I mean, in fairness, Eagles first half is probably the best way to go about this, in my opinion. But um, yeah, uh, Boston Scott, 7-2 and Giants plus 7.5 with it being over to 7 would be my bets on this one. I have to agree with you, mainly. Um, certainly, if it got below seven, you'd, you'd kind of want to go to the Eagles, kind of similar to the Chiefs, to be honest with you. The, you know, I don't think that line's going to move as much. Um, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I am a firm believer, and it's hard to beat a team three times in a season. But this, to me, is actually just the second matchup between these two because that Week 18 one doesn't really count. So I, I, I am pretty confident the Eagles will win this. I do think Daniel Jones is fantastic last week. I do think Brian Dable has done a fantastic job all season. But there's a reason that the Eagles are the number one seed. And I just can't see this being one of those teams where they fight all year to get the number one seed, look really good throughout, and then blow it at home against a less talented divisional rival. I just it just doesn't really chime for me. So yeah, I, I would I would lean to the Eagles here. I'd probably lean I mean, I always want to take the over, but with, with this with this line, it's probably one that's a stay away from me because I, I could see the Eagles scoring 35 on their own and then it's you know will the Giants score zero or will they score 20 and it's kind of hard to call I, I, I think the Eagles are, are the pick regardless similar to last time uh, I think I think touchdown scorers are the way to go here um, I think the Giants will obviously have to key in on AJ Brown um, leaving one of my favourite somehow he's a one, number two wide receiver but one of my favourite players uh, to have a little bit more opening which is Devontae Smith and then equally just as last week, I think the Eagles will have to try and sell out to stop Saquon Barkley. Uh, so you can get Devontae Smith and Daniel Jones both to score a touchdown at 6-1, to one, which I don't think is bad either. I think you'll see Jones running. And again, he's a threat in the red zone. But equally, as utilized by the Cowboys, very successful on 
very successfully on Monday night when the Buccaneers all sold out for the Zeke touchdown run and Dak just kind of scooted out on the bootleg into the corner of the end zone. I could absolutely see the Giants doing something similar where they bait everyone inside uh, to the Saquon Barkley rush and Daniel Jones just scoots to the corner of the end zone. So Devontae Smith and Daniel Jones are my, uh, my picks for this one. Yeah, I like that. I like, I'm like. not sure Daniel Jones' rush total is. Um, I'm just going to have a look just because they are the second worst team in the NFL at defending rushing quarterbacks. This is like their only weakness. I think is total um, 45.5. Oh, nice. 44.5. Yeah, and I like so that. Up, up four yards from last week. Sorry. Yeah. I think he had like 17 carries on nuts than the other last week. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm not sure he'll have that many carries. But, yeah, they're not very good at defending it. Their linebackers are definitely a weakness in the run game for the Eagles. They haven't got many weaknesses, but that's one of them. So, yeah, I like the Daniel Jones rushing total. I think they're going to have to run him. It would not surprise me if they line up with two running backs and him and start playing option football because the Eagles just can't defend that. They can't defend the run. Um, but they're going to be a much better team defending the past than my Minnesota Vikings were last weekend, unfortunately. So, yeah, I like those rushing totals. In terms of the spread, um, uh, yeah, like I said, I've teased the Eagles down in one bet, and I do have the Giants plus 14.5 in another. So I'm maybe trying to middle it in this case. Um, I don't think I'd touch 7.5. I don't think it's a good enough bet. I definitely wouldn't touch the total. I could see this game being a, a high-scoring game, or I could see it being... Uh, a bit of a blowout, and then you lose your your over. So yeah, I wouldn't touch the total. Be looking at more props, uh, and then the only other two I've got is Dallas Goddard's line forty seven and a half. Um, we saw what the Giants did uh, to TJ Hawkinson last week. He was the highest. I think I think he had the leading yards in that whole game last weekend. Um, they can't defend tight end, so I like that. Uh, and then Miles Sanders, his receiving yards is four point five. Um, this is a bit of a theme for me this weekend, running back, receiving yards. Uh, and 4.5 is tiny. He averages more than that over his last five games. So, yeah, I'm going to go for him to catch a, a dump off and take it for six or seven yards at some point in the game. Uh, yeah, I actually love the Giants in this one. Um, probably my second favorite bet of the weekend. Um, <laughs> I think there's a lot of pressure on the Eagles. Look, they're the number one seed. Um, I think it's Hurts' second playoff game. I think he played against the Buccaneers last year and they were poor. They lost like 31 15 or something like that. But uh, the Giants basically play with house money here. There's no pressure on them whatsoever. Um, seven and a half is a lot. I, I think the Eagles will win the game, but um, I just think Dave will be able to keep it relatively close. Um, yeah, look, obviously the Eagles are the better team, so you'd, you'd obviously be backing them to win the game. But yeah, look, I, I like the I like the Giants for seven and a half here. Um, and I might tease them up to 14, but I'm confident enough that they'll be able to keep it within a touchdown. Uh, that being said, if the handicap was maybe like three and a half or four and a half, I'd probably be pretty confident in the Eagles. So, yeah, I wouldn't be as confident as I am with the Chiefs winning uh, with the handicap. But, yeah, it's probably one of my favorite bets. Um, haven't really looked at props around in this game, but um, I'd probably lean towards the under as well, just because the two teams, I think, be rushing a good bit. Uh, Daniel Jones has been unbelievable with his feet uh, this season, and obviously Hurts is the exact same. So, probably lean towards the unders and yeah giants for seven and a half i, I like that one as well yeah um liam's just message saying that both the one seats went out in the divisional round last year so uh obviously the chiefs and the eagles will be hoping to avoid that this year and i think they will it'd be yeah it'd be a huge shock if if they failed in that one obviously it was the titans and buccaneers was it last year who was the who was the one seed for an nfc uh packers uh, Packers, of course. Yeah, they lost in that um, game, didn't they? Where it was low scoring, and they had a block field goal or something, didn't they? A block punt. Block yeah, punch, yeah. 
in a winter, wintery, cold uh, Lambo, wasn't it? From what? Yeah, an Aaron Rodgers special, losing at home in the playoffs. Just your, <laughs> your favourite, Adam. Your favourite. That's what he does, um, and I'm sure he blamed everyone else for it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we've we, as um, as Liam said, there's a theme this week with pass catching backs and with QB rushing yards. Obviously, these are the big games these are the ones that you can't lose and QBs tend to step up um so yeah I, I don't mind taking the over on pretty much all the rushing quarterbacks this week um I think Joe Burrow's got a decent line which we'll get to in a minute as well for the Bengals um Josh Allen obviously we know he's a good rushing quarterback in fact they're all fairly decent like Brock Purdy even is very mobile he's got a really quick five yards um that he used well last week which well again we'll get to in a bit um so yeah, we'll uh, we'll be interesting to see how the Saturday games go. On to Sunday, it's the Bengals plus five and a half at the Bills with a total of forty eight point five. That is the early game. It's eight pm kickoff for us in the UK, which is fantastic. I didn't make the Bengals game last week. I was drinking through the early games and then fell asleep about half twelve. Set an alarm for one and woke up at four. So <laughs> ended up watching the highlights in the morning. I had no chance of being up for that one, but. I was fairly confident we were going to win. Not in not in quite the fashion that they did, um, where they did struggle against the Ravens. Um, but I'm not I don't I'm not putting too much weight into that. They played the Ravens in week eighteen and struggled against them there as well. They did early in the season. They they struggle against the Ravens, basically, is what I'm saying. The Bills struggle against the Dolphins. So I'm not putting too much weight into either of those games, frankly, with uh, how close the results were. What is a big worry, obviously, for the Bengals is loss of another offensive lineman. Uh, left tackle Jonah Williams going out of the game, which means they are both they're without both tackles now and Alex Kappa at right guard. I uh, don't think any of them are going to be back, obviously. Collins won't be. Jonah seems to be week to week with a dislocated kneecap, which seems ridiculous. Um, Alex, Alex Kappa is, seems a little closer with his um, ankle, I believe it was, but I don't think either of them are going to play on this one. So they're down to second, third stringers, which is not great, but if anyone can do it, it's Joe Burrow and the Bengals, as they did for most of last season and last most of last postseason. So I'm mildly confident. Uh, the Bengals were two and a half point underdogs at home just a few weeks ago. Obviously, that game only managed 10 minutes, but they looked very good in it. Um, they targeted Tredavious White quite a lot. Uh, Chase would have had a touchdown on the first play of the game had it not been for him being grabbed and hauled to the ground. Uh, Tyler Boyd won against Tred White for the touchdown they did score. And then they were charging down the field for on the next possession as well after holding the Bills to just three points on their possession. So I am confident that they will be able to move the ball well. Uh, Chase Higgins and Boyd, of course, are a very good passing attack. Um, what did happen after those players went out last week, though, was a lot of quicker passes. Um, Joe Mixon's uh, receiving line is one I just checked after Liam mentioned it. 23.5 It's probably a little higher than I'd like, to be honest, but... Um, could be a lot more dump-offs to him. And then to Tyler Boyd and Hayden Hurst, who generally played a shorter plays. Um, but they've been dink and dunking quite a lot this season, and they've done well with it. So the Bengals can. They have learnt to do a more varied attack now rather than just go routes to Chase, which was the the um, the meme of last year. Um, so I think they can put up points on this Bills defence. It's whether they can hold the other end, which I believe they can do as well. The Bills obviously dominated the stats against um, Dolphins last week, frankly. It was the turnovers that cost them, uh, two interceptions, and of course a fumble six for touchdown for Miami, 
which kept them within touching distance until the, the, the Bills pulled away a little towards the end. Um, obviously, Steph Diggs, Gabe Davis and John Brown streaking down the field. There's going to be a lot of aggressive deep shots and the Bengals have done all right defending that so far um, this season. But we know that the Bills can put up points from anywhere. We know that their defense is fine. We know the Bengals' defense is fine. So it's going to be, in theory, a high-scoring game. I don't think I'm going to take the over, though. Um, I think it could be a weird one to watch. Uh, I believe, personally, I mean, obviously, I'm very biased. I think this is going to be the best game <laughs> that we can. Um, but I think it's probably going to be within one score. I am... I don't... I'll, I'll save my best bet on the spread till the next game. But I do think the Bengals have got a very good chance of winning outright. So I would take them plus five and a half and probably lean under on the total. I agree with you on the Bengals plus five and a half because I do think it'll be close. I would take the over just largely because I think both of these teams are so much fun and there's so much firepower that really it should be illegal for this game to go under, to be honest with you. Just like there's there's too there's too much offensively for this to actually not be a 32-31 type game, as far as I'm concerned. Um, this this might sound weird because it's obviously not something that you can bet on. If I could bet that the Buffalo Bills bring out Damar Hamlin before kickoff to hype up the crowd, <laughs> I would put my entire mortgage on that. And therefore, I think the Bills will get a really fast start, get hyped up, if the Bills win the toss, I would accept it, go straight down the field and try and score. Um, I, I, I think it'll be a great game one way or another. You, you could convince me either way on the side, and it's it's not one that I particularly um, want to bet on the outcome as opposed to points or scorers, like I said. Again, uh, as Adam reminds me, the Bengals haven't allowed a touchdown in the first quarter for 11 straight games, but they haven't been happen. facing the team of destiny and the DeMar Hamlin effect, which, you know, I, I just think there's something about the Bills right now. You know, everything that could possibly have gone wrong for them against the Dolphins did go wrong and they still won the game. Now, admittedly, you've got your Skylar Thompson effect to weigh into that as well, but I, I really just kind of feel right now like the the Bills just kind of have everything rolling. And with all due respect to the Bengals, it just feels like we're due for Bills Chiefs to our neutral site in a dome with overtime rules where both teams touch the ball. It, it just kind of feels like we're heading to that. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to, to Adam in saying that. And I know Liam doesn't want to hear that, but you're going to lose in overtime in the championship game. Anyway, um, yeah, the, the, my my kind of lean for a lot of the stuff this weekend is kind of based around quarterbacks and tight ends. Uh, I've heard what you guys have all said about receiving uh, running backs, receiving yards, which I like. But I also think something that uh, I can't remember who said it earlier, I think it might have been Liam, about Mahomes rushing in big games. And I know Adam wanted to touch on Joe Burrow rushing here as well. But I think Josh Allen is, is liable to kind of do his craziness and run for his life a little bit here um, to escape Sam Hubbard and the likes. So my my double up for this game in terms of touchdown scorers is you can get Josh Allen and Hayden Hurst, who quietly has had a very good season. You can get that double at 10 to 1 on Skybet, which I actually really like as a price. Um, Allen and Hurst, I think, you know, obviously the Bills will key in on Chase, Boyd, Higgins. And not to say that they won't find a way to get around them, 
but I just think Hurst might be someone who look who gets a little bit overlooked by the Bills defense. And he has had a really good year for the Bengals, an underrated pickup. So I think at the price, Josh Allen rushing touchdown is fairly common. And Hayden Hurst has had a good year. So 10 to 1 for those two, I, I really like. Yeah, I agree with Callum that we're probably set up for a rematch for the playoffs last year. But it's not going to be the Bills. It's going to be the Bengals Chiefs rematch. <laughs> part, part, part three or four, actually. Um yeah, this is a weird one for me. Obviously, I hope the winner, I'll know who... I hope my team's won. I can enjoy this game, sit down and chill and watch it. Uh, and I should want the Bills to win. One of my best friends in the world is a Bills fan, obviously not being the most fortunate of fan bases in his time, with uh, in his dad's time, with how many Super Bowls they've lost. Um, I don't really like the Bengals. Adam's like the only nice Bengals fan that I think I've met. So, um, But I just think the Bengals are going to win. I actually think they've got the second best quarterback in the NFL playing at the moment. Um, for me, I do not think Josh Allen is playing well at all. He has been terrible for four or five weeks by his extremely high standards. Um, the amount of turnovers he throws, uh, they should have lost last week. If the other team's coach could call a timeout, I think they lose. Um, or call a play in time, I think they lose. So I am leaning Bengals. That's my best bet, plus five and a half. Um, but I'm also in the side where I want the Chiefs to play the Bengals because I'm more scared of Josh Allen running all over the place in the playoffs. So it's a very weird game. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go the Bengals. I agree with Adam. I think they can win straight up. So I think five and a half is a good bet. They're also uh, 11 to 1 on Sky to be the highest scoring team. Um, I'll talk about the other. There's two teams that are 11 to 1. And I just feel like if I think they're going to win the game, then they're going to score more than the Bills for me, who are like the second favourites for this. So um, I think that 11 to 1 is a good good price for that. Um, yeah, I hope we see a fun game. I think Josh Allen's line's 46 and a half, Callum. Um, so I think that's a pretty good bet, similar to Daniel Jones. And as much as I like Daniel Jones, Josh Allen can run for 50, 60 yards in one pop, whereas I just don't see that happening for, for Daniel Jones. So yeah, I like that over. Should be a fun game. I'm not going to touch the total because... I don't know what you're going to get from Luana Rumo, and I don't know what you're going to get from this offensive line. So it could be a lower scoring game than people think. But um, yeah, I fancy Burrow and uh, Chase to win the game and I'll take five and a half. Yeah, uh, really looking forward to this game. Um, I think on Monday or Tuesday, I was thinking the Bengals plus five and a half was probably one of the best bets I've seen on all season. But I listened to a few podcasts and they were on about the Bengals O-line and stuff like that. And they're on about the Demar Hamlin effect and how he'd be there and motions for the bills and stuff and i don't know why i'm starting to just be kind of thinking that i should just watch the game and enjoy it as opposed to actually put a bet on it Um they played earlier on the season obviously well i think it was like half a quarter was it and the bengals looked unbelievable i think it was they were just carving through the uh bills defense with ease Um i know that was in cincinnati but uh i still expect the bengals to be able to put up points Um i suppose i'll be able to enjoy this game as opposed to the later game because obviously i have the 49ers outright but um I actually don't, I do, like, if I look, go into my head, I'll back the Bengals plus five and a half, but I think I'll probably actually just not put a single cent on this game and just enjoy uh, two really good quarterbacks. Yeah, I think, um, despite us being a betting podcast, I think that is probably the way to look at this one is it should be a heck of a game and fingers crossed. It should be very good. Um, Liam, I'll let you say that one. Yeah, so the Bengals offensive line, obviously not good. <laughs> uh, left tackle, um, is also a terrible person off the field and a terrible 
player. So <laughs> in logic, yeah. logical thought says they're going to get killed, but the Bills are the third worst team in the NFL since Von Miller's left in terms of pass rush. Uh, they're having to blitz more than anyone that's not named the Giants who have got Wink Martindale <laughs> to get any sort of pass rush. So I just feel like if you blitz Joe Burrow, you get killed. If you rush four, they're definitely going to sack him because the, the O-line is bad, but it, this is a very different game if Von Miller plays. So yeah, I just feel like the pass rush isn't going to be as... Uh, as bad as everyone says, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see if the Bengals can uh, run the ball to help out a little bit. You'll know more than me about that, Adam, but it hasn't been good the last few weeks. No, no, I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced in that one. Um, with with the offensive line issues, there might be more P. Ryan in because he's a better blocker, and in fairness, he's he's been a better runner for what we've seen this year. So uh, it'll be interesting. I know the SGPN uh, guys were high on Mixon this week. Um, Doing well on the ground. I'm not entirely convinced on that one, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. It's going to be a nervous few hours for me. Um, as I say, at least it's the eight o'clock game, so shouldn't be too drunk by then. Right. <laughs> um, T Higgins is two to one to score any time in that one. I thought I was pretty generous odds at Paddy Power, um, which was a lot higher than I was expecting. Um, Chase was down at thirteen to ten, I think, but again, plus money, not too bad. Uh, P Ryan total yards 27 and a half, so that's rushing and receiving. I think that's yep. quite generous for someone who has shown he can definitely do that. And he's not got the best top speed, but he's, I mean, he's had receiving touchdowns this year and rushing, so it'll be um, interesting to see how he does in that one. Um, and as Liam saying, he outsnapped Mixon last week. I assume a lot of that was second half because of the need for extra blocking in there. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about last week. I think the Bengals were were fine. They 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 did what they needed. All they needed to do was get to this game. Um, so on to the final game of the weekend. The Cowboys are plus four or plus three and a half, depending where you look at the 49ers. Uh, the total is a low lowly 46, which is um, a little bit of a surprise. But two very good defenses on show here. I believe they were one and two in DVOA in the regular season. So that is probably why we're down at 46 in this one. But from what we've seen of the 49ers with Brock Purdy and since Christian McCaffrey was traded in, they're probably going to hit 30 points. So I think it'll be very tough for the Cowboys to stop them, frankly. That's why my best bet is 49ers minus three and a half, which was on Paddy Power. It's poor on bet three, six, five. And I believe the line's actually going towards the Cowboys. So you might be able to wait for a three if you did want to wait. Bit of a risk, but... Yeah, I, I just think the 49ers are unstoppable at the moment. And with Debo back, he had over 100 yards last week. Christian McCaffrey had over 100 yards last week. Uh, the Cowboys are fairly decent in the middle of the field, but that will leave Brandon Ayuk to get open. And we saw last week he should be able to do that. Um, Brock Purdy has been he's been very good, frankly. Admittedly, he hasn't faced the toughest competition so far. Um, but... From what I saw last week, I think that was honestly the first time I've actually really watched anything involving him. Even when he was under pressure, he escaped. As I say, his 5-10 to ten yard sprint is, is very impressive. And then he was resetting his feet and he was finding players down the field. It was an, an incredible performance from a very young lad who was drafted at the end of the end of the thing, end of the draft. And even with Shanahan scheming everything, it was the out-of-scheme stuff that I was impressed with. Um, the Christian McCaffrey play for the touchdown, I don't think was planned. The Elijah Mitchell touchdown wasn't planned. That was um, Purdy adapting and going through his reads and finding the clean, the open man. So very impressed with him. And with the offense they've got, they can beat anyone. And obviously the defense they've got, they can get in there. 
and uh, they will put pressure on Dak, who had no pressure last week and had probably the best game he's had all season. He will be under pressure this week, um, and he's not done well with that. He did do well last week, though. I will give him that. I'm not the biggest fan of Dak, but uh, two touchdowns to Dalton Schultz, one for Lamb, one for Gallup. Spread the ball around. Schultz and him have been really good since uh, he returned from injury. So we know the Cowboys can put up points. We know they've got a very good defense with Micah Parsons up top, although he's looked a little off the pace in recent weeks. Him and Demarcus Lawrence will be able to get pressure on the 49ers despite a very good offensive line. I just don't think they're going to put up enough points, frankly. Um, Mick McCarthy. Mick, I say that every bloody time. <laughs> uh, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> got the monkey off the back with a with a playoff win last week. Um but they very they I think they over celebrated it. I think that was their that was their while that was their moment and this one this is um this one I just don't think it's gonna be they're not gonna have enough. Uh, it is the did I say fourth road game in a row for the Cowboys? And this is a proper trip as well. This is all the way across the country. So I think yeah, I, I love the 49ers again this week. I think I will back them to cover the spread. I'm going to invite Jack to go first here based on what he said about his future and based on how I think my opinion might differ from the other two. So, Jack, please take the floor. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm actually a bit nervous about this game. Um, look, I backed San Fran maybe about was it seven or eight weeks ago. I think I got them up 12s to win Super Bowl and 11-2 to win the NFC. So, Obviously, that looks good now, but I don't know. The Cowboys are good. They're good on Monday night. Um, I that being said, look, the Buccaneers are terrible, but um, they're pretty good. Dak was excellent <laughs> after the first two uh, drives, but um, yeah, look, uh, the Forty Niners. I've basically been supporting them a lot with the Dolphins the last couple of weeks, and uh, they basically played nobody really big in the last since I think the Chiefs smashed them like 44 23 or something, maybe about week was it week seven or week eight, whatever it was. And since then, they've played I think the Cardinals twice, the Saints, Commanders, Seahawks twice, I think. So, like, not really hectic teams. And look, they have been impressive, but I think the Cowboys would be a bit of a step up. Um, look, if I didn't have money on them, I probably would lean towards the 49ers minus three and a half just but uh the fact i have money on the money anyway, i probably just watch the game and enjoy it but um yeah i am a little bit nervous not gonna lie uh but i think 49ers will win but it'll be close enough i think callum thinks i'm gonna be on adam's side of this one but i'm not i'm going for cowboys plus four 100 percent. the quarterback Purdy did play okay in the second half, but he was awful in the first half. Like, really, really bad. The amount of throws he missed. It didn't quite get the collapse game that I'm hoping for. Maybe this will be the collapse game. Or the Super Bowl against the Chiefs would be the ideal collapse game. But, um, yeah, I just think they can win the game. Um, and if they don't, I think it could easily be a field goal. Carl Shannon's not known for going for it on fourth down. He's a very conservative coach. They do kick a lot of field goals. And they're, like, third highest in the... Uh, NFC from out of field goals kick this year so I feel like it could be a field goal game and they can still win and we can win the bet um, but yeah I've already backed Cowboys to win the game Cowboys plus 10, Cowboys plus 4 um, I just feel like their defence is going to be good enough up front to get after the O-line, I hope they don't put Mike Parsons as a linebacker to try and cover Debo, I just think that's a waste, I think you should just rush him and just hope you can hit Purdy as much as you you can. Um, but yeah, I feel like it'd be a fun game. Uh, Cowboys are my other team. They're 11-1 to 1 as well, highest scoring team of the weekend. And I thought like they could put up 
30 points and that might win you this bet. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Callum. Maybe it's me feeling sorry for myself after a Vikings loss last week. Now I'm just going to agree with everything you said. But, yeah, I'm on the Cowboys. I wouldn't agree with everything I said. Yeah, no, you're the first... um... You're the first non-Cowboys fan that I've spoken to this entire week who believes Dallas have a chance along with me. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm a little bit influenced by my surroundings. Obviously, I'm 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 living in Dallas, and the atmosphere in the bar on Monday night as they took apart the Buccaneers was fantastic. Um, the biggest cheer of the night by far was for Brett Maher's finally made extra point. That's the fifth one he attempted. Um, it got to the point after two where everyone in the bar was yelling, go for two. And it was, I mean, it's tough because you feel bad for Brett Meyer, but it was legitimately one of the funniest things I've ever seen when the third one missed and then the fourth one missed. I mean, we just couldn't believe it. Um, I think that, and I'm going to, I should have had this already pulled up and I apologize for not having it ready to go right now, but Brock Purdy has done fantastically well and I want to give him credit. That said, when we talk about the 49ers, since Brock Purdy took over, he's played the Buccaneers, who we've already said are not very good, the Seahawks, the Commanders, the Raiders, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. That's not a gauntlet. This is the first legitimate real defense that they've played. The Commanders, okay, sure, they have a good defense. I wouldn't say it is great. However, I truly believe that this this Cowboys defense is special and talented and Micah Parsons is a huge part of that. So for me, I just, I just think that the Cowboys have a real chance here. I, I know it's not what, it's not what Jack wants to hear. I don't want to <laughs> be mean to Jack with his season long bet, but yeah, I, I really strongly feel like the Cowboys have a real chance in this one. And Dak has waited until it really matters to have the best game of his entire career. That 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 game for me on on Monday was was Dak's best game of his whole career, I think. And I just I, I I hear the lack of rest. I hear going across the country, but I will say this: that going from Dallas to San Fran is a hell of a lot closer than from the East Coast to San Fran. So maybe not quite as bad as some of the East Coast teams would have. I, I just really fancy the Cowboys in this one. I think they've got a really good chance, and you can't make me like Kyle Shanahan. I refuse. So I'm with the Cowboys. I'm standing. I'm standing with you. You know what? And then this is the biggest thing. Reason number one why I can't trust and won't like Kyle Shanahan. Brock Purdy has been fantastic. Brock Purdy is the best quarterback on that roster. Kyle Shanahan thought he was the third best. Kyle Shanahan legitimately looked at Jimmy Garoppolo and said, I want you. Looked at Trey Lance and said, I want you. Ahead of the guy who's taken him to the playoffs. Admittedly, the rest of the team around him is fantastic, but I can't trust Kyle Shanahan. I refuse. Take it away. I'm go- I'm with the Cowboys all the way here. Jack's won enough money this season. We don't want any more. We don't need any more <laughs> wi- big wins from Jack. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, I'm on 49ers for the Super Bowl as well as part of my uh, book that I've put together, and they are. They're about 700 quid for me. So I, I wouldn't be too upset if if they won. I'd be a little bit more upset with the Cowboys. They're down about three, four hundred, but uh, they uh they are part of the book, which is which is nice for me. Um couple of bets there was uh, over six and a half rush yards for Brock Purdy. Um Zeke over five and a half receiving yards was um another one that Liam's pointed out. And uh yeah, Dalton Schultz is over two to one to score a touchdown. He obviously scored a couple last week, so wouldn't be too surprised there. Um, 
And yeah, anything else from this game? This game, guys. Yeah, sorry, I should have said uh, I took a screenshot of it earlier. Um, Schultz and Kittle to score touchdowns is six to one. I like that as a double because I think both again tight ends and quarterbacks for me this weekend. But I I think that you know Schultz has been fantastic, one of Dak's favorite targets, and Kittle has proven to be Brock Purdy's favorite. So yeah, I like that as six to one. Yeah, you know it's going to be Peyton Hendershot now or uh, Ferguson who's scoring the scoring the tight end touchdown for them. Um, but no, it's uh, yeah, tight ends did well for us last week. Um, I think we all had um, a little bit on the tight ends last week, and they did very well. Um, I also should have mentioned Gadarius Tony to twenty-one to ten in the first game, um, the Chiefs game. They've obviously been manufacturing plays for him and had uh, well, he scored two in the in their last game and had one pulled back and then went and ran ran in immediately afterwards for um, decent odds. So yeah, and Michael Hardman out once more for them as well. Um, so I think we're probably about ready to wrap up. Is there anything else from you guys? Go Chiefs. <laughs> go Chiefs. Hooday Bengals. Um, go Niners or whatever they shout. It's, I think it's CTTB, the hashtag or something like that now. Um, and um, not really fussed about the other game. Yeah, go Eagles. I, I do have I do have a decent amount of free bets on the Eagles for the Zoo Bowl as well at very nice odds for me. So, thanks for that, champ, uh, guys. I will leave you. We'll, we'll leave you now, and uh, on to Championship Weekend next week. Um, obviously, only the two games, um, so we'll we'll figure out what to do with that one. But we'll we don't need to talk about that now. Um, <laughs> see you later, all, and uh, enjoy the weekend of football. Uh, who day?